0: All right, so this is our last week on our Damaged Thrones. We've, I know we've talked about it in quite a few weeks. Hopefully, you know, nobody shows up uh, with the attitude. Oh, yeah, we're talking about that already. But God is trying to get something to us. You know, even 915, another man. If you he wasn't here, you might want to get the CD downloaded this week. You know, so, well, we had a good time even though it was stretching. And we were talking about how a damaged throne is a faulty throne. It has a built-in weakness. You know, a built-in. And we were saying that, most recently, we were talking about one of the built-in weaknesses to when we're trying to build something in our life, a throne, you know, what you build on. You know, one of the things has been, a lot of us unintentionally have been building on cursing, curses. And uh, the scripture says that the curse caused the shall not come. Uh, Proverbs 26, 2. The curse causeless shall not come. And that doesn't mean that, that uh, somebody woke up today and decided to be evil or good or blessed or cursed. Sometimes we're not choosing to do the things that keeps us in proximity to the blessing. And, and you have to realize this is a life that we live that could be so uh, a matter of fact and casual with things that could expose you to a curse or, not, or take you away from the blessing. Like, like the, the scriptures be not conformed to the world for reasons, because the world will be like, uh, you know, everything's kind of all good in the world. You know, I went to, I was going to a, 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 a funeral and around family. When I got there, you know, the person that was hosting it is a Christian, and so he, the first thing says, you, you, "You want to drink?" I was like, "No, I don't drink." You don't drink? I said, "No, I don't drink." You know, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. You know. <laughs> And so, and and, and and again, that might be some of y'all philosophy. I know we've talked. We were talking to somebody the other day when we was talking about, uh, you know, people that have used to be sanctified, holy, all about God, and they got hurt through church, and they're not like that no more. But as 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 we were talking, I was I was telling a person talking like uh, you you may not realize who you're talking to. They live they're not living all holy anymore either. Not because they're evil because sometimes we don't know. We're willing to risk sight. We're willing to risk uh, uh, being exposed to the curse because we're not experiencing the impact of a curse. So uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 8.11 it says uh, the sentence against the evil work is not executed speedily. So men find it in their heart to do evil. Since they're not dealing with the impact of the slip or the dip or the crypt, you know they, they like well. This ain't all holy. Ain't nothing happening yet. But God is God is slow. The Bible says slow in the shadow of turning. So you know they 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 got there from when they used to do time. It was based on the, they would use the shadow and you know those little sundials and stuff. And it seemed like it's not moving fast. But it says God is slow in the shadow of turning, because God's like, I love people. Let's give them time to repent, mm. because some people aren't intending to do evil, right? right? So let me just give them time to. Some people are just really they're afraid and they're fearful and they don't know how to trust me. So let me give them time to 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 give me a shot to present themselves to the living sacrifice. But then there's people that's just jumping into sin. Now that's a little different, right? But. He's still giving everybody an opportunity to repent. Turn from what you're doing. Now, now some of us, uh, we, we, we take advantage of this, and we repent. Man, thank God I had an opportunity to repent. And we, we're looking to repent, repent. We try to repent right away. But some of us try to take ad, advantage. Not, you know, so we take it for granted, like, OK, well, ain't nothing happened. So I'm going to do more to it. Not yet. I felt it. felt it coming on. Right. So, so again, some of us are kind of clandestine. You know, we're like, we're looking to, uh, you know, we, we, we've heard the, the what is, what is the, the scripture says. You know, oh, well, not the scripture, but what's a non- a, uh, the most popular teaching now is grace you know, we're not under the law, but we're under grace. And the message that's being taught is, well, you know, it's all under grace. No, we're not under the law. You know, you pretty much can do all things. If you study it out. I'm not going to really get into it right now. But if you study it out, I taught it and I'll teach it again. It, you're saved by grace through faith. I get all that. It's talking about you don't pay for your atonement. The grace covered your atonement. Like, the wages of sin is death. So that means if, if you sin, something's got to die. Something has to die. Mm-hmm. We're hoping it's not you. So we're hoping you attach your faith to the blood of Jesus. Life is in the blood. There's no re- remission of sin without the shedding of blood. Uh, Hebrews 9.22. And that you, you attach your faith to that blood sacrifice. So now you attach your faith to his death. So he paid the price so you wouldn't have to. But if you don't attach your faith, you don't believe in it, you're actually responsible for your sin. Right, you gotta pay the price, and the payment for sin, wages of sin, Romans six twenty three, is death. Right, that's the you know. Amen. Right, so so the thing is, you hear this almost like a message of grace, like oh no, it's just, just everything's grace. You know, it's all it's, good, it's all good. You know, you mean well. No, 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 no. It's, it's talking about you don't have to pay for your atonement, but you still have to live a righteous life. Mm-hmm. Right, you see that? See. It's, the Bible says the just shall live by what? Faith. Faith. Why are we living by faith? Because we took that faith and we attached it to the death that was paid for our sin so now we can keep the momentum in our life and live a fulfilling life. Right? right? right. If we don't attach any faith to what Christ did if we don't even believe it, we're actually a, a choice away, a day away, a moment away on reaping a harvest of our sin. Mm-hmm. Separate, our separation from God That's right, right? Amen. now you can either take my word for it or you can find out for yourself mm-hmm. right we talked about it this morning in a, uh, another man class some people got to put their hand in the toilet They go oh it does stink some people you can say hey that stink mm-hmm. might, want, might not want to touch that some people got to touch it pick it up put their face in and go it does stink <laughs> you was right You might not want to do that with the whole sin thing because it's not just a bad smell. Well, it is a bad smell. Stench of death is what it is. Right, so we got to watch like trying to live by grace. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. You don't live by grace. So that means I don't live a life that grace got me, grace got me, grace got me because you're wasting grace that's designed to help you through tough times and get over the hump as you're trying to fulfill purpose so if you're trying to fulfill purpose you're attacked or you slip or whatever you you can pull out some grace but if you're using grace just to get out of the bed in the morning what you're gonna use up the grace you're gonna need when you're trying to fulfill purpose you don't live by grace all right so i said that because This whole thing about the curse causeless, God makes us aware of that so we can go, hey, let me just make sure I'm living curse proof. Or as we talked about, devour proof. Right. So we don't have to get too much more into that. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 10 because we've been identifying what the curse is. You know, the different things. uh, Remember, we went to Deuteronomy 28. 14 verses talk about the blessing and the the other 52 are talking about if you don't keep his commandments the cursings that will come upon you Mm -hmm. and it kind of went through a whole lot of stuff right like a a lot of stuff if we are honest with ourselves we have been dealing with so what we're supposed to do is get under the blessing or put ourselves back into a position where we're being obedient and we can um uh have God open up the windows of heaven and pour out that blessing we have room enough to receive, right? Malachi 3. So let's uh, was what I said, Proverbs 10. So now this is, we talked about the curse, cause this shall not come. So if there's a curse, there's a cause. But look at this about the blessing, verse 22. It says, the blessing of the Lord, what does that say? It maketh, make th- what? Rich. Look, look, But see, it didn't stop there. It says, and addeth no sorrow to it. Now, remember we read over in 1 uh, Timothy 6 when it says the love of money is the root of all evil. And when people covet after it, it says they pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Mm -hmm. Right? But he didn't say money is the root of all evil. He said the love of it, the coveting after it. So now we have, there's something that people are calling blessing but if, it's, if you're rich with sorrow, that didn't come from God. Mm-hmm. See, God, does, God is giving you richly, uh, 1 Timothy 6.17, God is giving you richly all things to enjoy, not things to bind you up. Or Remember it said the guy that had riches, that was trusting in his riches, he said he couldn't sleep. He said, dude, couldn't sleep at all. Why? Because it's all about uh, I can't lose this. Oh, I hope I don't lose this. I lose this. Why? Well, I, I gotta be at this networking. Well I gotta be at this. I gotta work uh, thirty-eight hours overtime. Oh, I gotta do this. Oh, I gotta hustle. Oh, I got What? what, what is that? The best investment? I gotta do. Man, come on, man. God ain't giving you that. No, it says, "Out of no sorrow." Amen. So, God wants you, He says, beloved of all, I wish you prospered being healthy even as your soul prospers. And mm-hmm. we read in Deuteronomy 8, He says, you know, just, you know, He says, when you've built goodly houses, when your flocks have multiplied, He says, he says look, when, when, when your silver and gold is multiplied, when all that you have is multiplied, just don't forget me. If you forget me, you may have all these things, but you'll attract sorrow. See, your, your communion with me, your covenant with me, is making sure not only you have, but you enjoy. Because you won't lose the momentum of being generous. The Bible says the generous soul shall be made fat. Amen. Right? Amen. Like it says you, you you won't stop being generous because you're like, oh my God, I don't want to lose everything. Oh my God. See, see, J- Job, you read the story of Job, it said Job was had everything. Man was rich. Right? But, and he was, he was generous. He was given out of his love for God. We read the scripture last week. It says, you know, when they, they gave, a, uh, it was Jacob, he gave a tithe. Or it was Isaac, one of the two we read. And it says just because he loved God. He's got all this stuff. He's man, oh, before I go any further, I want to give tithe of all. We read the story with Abraham. Before I go any further, I, I want to make sure I'm mindful of tithe. We did, uh, somebody asked a question. I'm going to put this out there. Somebody asked a question, why we do communion when we did the uh, wedding yesterday. We're marrying under who? God. God. And honestly, you know, we talk about this church, your communion with God and your covenant Mm -hmm. with your spouse, those are the pillars that your dreams build on. If you don't have a communion with God, don't even bother getting to a covenant. (laughs) You're going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. Listen, Pastor Mel don't like Keith. She likes Keith and God. Remove God, we in trouble. <laughs> you just said, like, 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 I said it earlier because Keith is a piece of work. Ain't nobody like Keith. All. Keith ain't all that. Keith and God. I, I be, look, i be getting credit for stuff. Like, I'll be like, so glad I ain't acting like Keith. <laughs> I'll be getting props for stuff. I ain't had nothing to do with it. See, some of y'all think y'all sweet in yourselves, but don't nobody like you. <laughs> Don't nobody like you either. I already said that. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. But you, 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 you're, you're confident in what you're comfortable with. That's but right. the only person that like it is you. That's right. And I'm telling you what nobody's, nobody want to tell you. Mm. They don't like you. Mm. But when you get with God, they don't see you. That's right. <laughs> they see the God in you. They love that person. I'm sorry, I just went into the another man teaching, but you know, some of y'all weren't here at 9 so I figured I'd give you a little taste. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all. but That's all, right? That's all. All right, so let's... <laughs> so we talked about last week the, cur- the causes of the curse, and we said compromise. Remember, we talked about when they took the accursed things, mm-hmm. when God told them, don't, don't don't take their stuff. And when we said, watch the stuff that you take into your house. Plead the blood of Jesus over that stuff, man. Don't just be taking stuff in. Then we said disobedience. Because sometimes we make sacrifices, you know, especially when you was out there kicking it, and you start coming to the kingdom. You're like, I'm at church every day, like you're doing God a favor. Mm-hmm. But what you playing off of? I wasn't going to church at all, but I I go to church now, two times a week, <laughs> like you're doing God a favor. Mm-hmm. Well, you're planning off of what you wasn't supposed to be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, you know, like my get high days. Mm-hmm. Pastor, yes, I wasn't pastor then. Remember, I told you nobody like Keith. So my get-high days, I can stop. I don't do that, right? I don't get high. I don't drink. You know, like, and I can walk around like I'm more righteous than some. I don't. But i walk around more righteous than somebody. Like, but I wasn't supposed to be doing that anyway. So how do you not do something you're not supposed to do and then say, see, I'm living right? No. Are you fulfilling purpose? The Bible says I'd rather obedience than sacrifice. Amen. See, I'm sacrificing what I used to do. That ain't enough, Minister Sammy. I have to be obedient to what I'm supposed to be doing. Some of us just stop and sacrifice. Just stop and sacrifice. I, I, I helped somebody today. I sowed some seed. I went to the nursing home. I go to the nursing home every week. I've been at every soup kitchen in Charlotte. Okay, you made sacrifices. Have you been obedient? They got The day you was at the soup kitchen, were you supposed to have that conversation with your nephew that you can't stand because of his nasty attitude. Mm. See, I would rather obedience than sacrifice. So we talked about that last week. I don't want to get into it. So disobedience causes the curse, right? Yeah. And then we read through Deuteronomy. We read a lot of scripture last week, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's disobedience. Then we talked about appreciation. You know, you know, God, you, you know God says, you know, when you, when you build those houses, I told you Deuteronomy 8, he says, just don't forget me, right? Just don't forget me. No matter, if you keep reading through the scripture, it always says, even Solomon, he said, listen, man, you didn't ask for anything for yourself, 1 Kings 3. He said, he said, what do you want? He said, man, I just, I need wisdom to deal with these people. So we talking about how God just saying to all through the scripture, just don't forget me. Like right? Just everything. If you just keep reading through the scriptures, it's all with Solomon, 1 Kings 3, he said, he said, man, what you want, man? These, these people are wise. And actually, when I read that, I prayed for the same wisdom. Ages ago, like I was a new Christian, I was like, oh, that's the key. Wisdom, Lord. Give me what you gave Solomon. And he said, man, but, you know, because you didn't ask for yourself. Look, look. remember we talked about another man this morning, how if we can get out of the flesh and get in the spirit. Well, Solomon was in the spirit. He wasn't thinking about himself. Amen. Look, look, with, he, he withheld nothing. I just want to give all myself to making sure I advise your people the right way and guide them the right way. God said, man, you didn't, ask, you didn't ask nothing for yourself. Tell you what, I'm going to give you riches no one's ever had. Look, look, unconditional. I'm just giving them to you. He didn't add no condition to that. He said, I'm going to give you wisdom no one has ever had. He didn't add no condition to that. He said, and if you keep my commandments, I'll give you long life. He added the condition." Before Solomon even got all that wisdom, his dad, his, his dad was talking to him. He said, Now, Solomon, you're gonna be blessed. Keep the commandments. God talked about Abraham. He said, Abra-, He said, Abraham, now that's that's my friend. Because he guides his house after my word. After my commandment. He said, Oh, I know Abraham. He guides his family after my word. Deuteronomy, he said, listen. Y'all done caught, got out of the promised land. Before y'all start building and enjoying yourselves with all your riches, I just want to remind you of something. Teach this word when they sitteth down, when they walketh by the way, bind it upon, upon, upon their neck. Put it on your doorpost. Put it on your mirror in your bathroom. It says, Whatever you do, make sure they're mindful of my word. It's all through the Bible. everything's but we are casual with it Eh, well you know (laughs) it's not that big a deal and that's what's costing us right all right so we so we talked about being appreciative and and God says appreciate me is simple honor my word trust my word be obedient to my word right we got that and then we said (laughs) we didn't get deep into it and we're not going to get deep deep into it today um but we'll at least discuss it we said uh being narcissistic, that can cause a curse, because it's all about you. They hurt my feelings. They ain't thinking about me. They feel. See, that's feelings. That ain't spirit. Remember, we talk about walking the spirit in the in the first service, right? It's all about you. Is it? T- I, I, you know, uh, I wonder who did that. I did it. I did it. I did it. See, see me. Look what I did. It's all about I, I, I. Like you don't get, like there's not a second will go by where you make sure you don't get props for something. The Lord, see remember we said people don't see you. Like they don't see Keith. They see the man of God. But if your whole focus is like, yeah, look what I did. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh that happened to you? Well, who talked to you about it? I told you, I talked to you about it, didn't I? So, basically, me talking to you about it is what facilitating it happening for you, yeah, you know, so you might want to keep talking to me because of look at my impact on your life that's it, 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 that's not me putting nobody down. that's narcissism. it's all about you, not the vessel. it's God, God is using us, but we are trying to draw attention to ourselves when we should be drawing attention to God, right, okay, all right, so I'm not going to get into the read the whole list of narcissism again because. You know, some of y'all left the service when I did it last week, and you know, I need y'all here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's subtle. It's subtle. You know, we talked about this driving. I was talking to a young, another young man about this. How, you know, I saw when I was, the kids was little, when I worked with kindergarten in first grade, and you know, okay, time to line up. It was like stampede. Now and then they get in line. Man, he, <laughs> Mister Bradley, Mister Bradley. I was first. Well, you know, listen, wasn't you first like earlier today? And earlier than that, somebody else let somebody be first, man. But you know, some of y'all some of y'all never got ministered to about that when you was kids. Cause you had them parents that be like, Well, let them be first. Always as your parents always show up, it look like you, you uncomfortable, you start crying, you know, you always got that parent oh, they crying. Hey, 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 hey. Could you let Jimmy be first? You know, I mean, he just needs to. You don't really need to be first, do you, Bobby? Let Jimmy go ahead. And then everybody's trying to cater to your crying self. And guess what? When you get older, you know what you're doing? You're crying. 30 years old, 40 years old, still crying. I need to be first. They didn't pick me yet. Guess what? Everybody has a time and a season. It says to everything, there's a season, there's a time to every purpose. That's what it says in the Bible. Why do you think about you when it's somebody else's turn? Got four grandkids. Remember, the birthdays come around. You see one sitting over there looking sad. Well, they got all this stuff. It's their birthday. That's why they got all this stuff. <laughs> well, nobody got me nothing. Nobody got me nothing. Oh, no, no, no. You forgot all the stuff you got on your birthday. Oh, then we had a little. We have a little special thing we do. Now, I'm busting y'all out. So when y'all see this and you get older, you remember Grandpa talked about you. He come out, so I, I would save up all, all the gifts I got the whole year, and when they came out, I'd take them out shopping. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I just, I ain't get nothing. I just would take everybody out shopping because I know Pastor Mel, she, she just, well, could we take them somewhere? So I got to anticipate her needs, so I just save up whatever I had. So we now we're going to now. I'm splitting up this money, everybody got the same money, right? Same money, but people have different tastes. So, so, so this one year, you're gonna remember this little girl. So little I'm gonna say your name too. Lil' Nyla. She she just buys all these clothes. You know, she likes clothes and stuff like that. So her brother, he gets a lot of toys. We get home and everybody got I mean, she has a lot of stuff. She crying. What you crying for? Well he got a car and stuff like that. Whoa, 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 Slow down, Tex. Didn't you say you didn't you want the clothes? He chose the toys. Well, yeah, so she's really sad, which expecting I guess you expect me to go out and buy some toys. I ain't do it. If I had left up the grandma, she probably would have went got us some toys. Well, you know, she's young. She doesn't know. Well, she's gonna learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, what well, well, what am I teaching her? I'm teaching her, hey, you made choices. You just celebrate with him. He got what he wants. Why 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 do we gotta keep orchestrating everything? Now now Y'all thought I was talking about my granddaughter? No, no, no. Y'all didn't see that? You ain't see me shifting? From the natural to the spirit? I'm talking about some people sitting in this room right now. Well, I don't understand. They look like they're so blessed. Why are you so uncomfortable when somebody got a new house? So uncomfortable when somebody got a promotion. Why is it bothering you? Yeah, that's okay, man. didn't see that? Yeah, y'all got. Why? What's what? Whoa. That uneasiness is that little boy that says, I got to be first. How come be first today? And no, I don't never get to be first. Stop lying. You got you first the last seven times. <laughs> only time you count is when it's not about you. When somebody else's turn, that's the only time you count. How come you ain't counting when, really, when you really are being afforded something? All these blessings you got, now you're going gonna to get mad at God because somebody else got. Guess what? I'm going to tell you right now since we all make different choices at different times and we all have different levels of obedience, have different timing for our obedience, and sometimes we're a little hard-headed, we're a little stubborn, we're a little arrogant, sometimes we're in our head, like we think we're smarter than God. Right? Guess what? It's going to delay things. It's going to, and sometimes we're so, we're so arrogant, we're naive to we're bringing curses on our life. Right? But that doesn't, that's not a punishment. That's, you got you to gotta grow out of that, right? Well, why you doing that? Somebody else is being obedient. See, that's why you. Somebody shows up after you, and, and you go, "Wow, well, I don't understand. I was here first. Yeah, the whole time you was here, you was taking stuff for granted, not being obedient. They show up, and all they can think of is obedience. I think about. I'm thinking about uh the Washingtons over here dry. It, what is that? What I'm supposed to be doing? Oh, we better get on this right now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know Gerard is, man, ever since I came. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you know, Gerard be like, oh my God, what have we been doing? Bang. Let's get it together up in here. Well, somebody else has been here, like, yeah, yeah I'll get to it. Now yeah, I'll get to it. Well, is that really true? While you uh analyzing, Gerard's doing it. Stephanie doing it. So now you can go, well, they just got here. I don't understand why God, Lord, I've been waiting for a blessing. I prayed, I made my sacrifices. You don't know what somebody else is doing for their obedience. You think your sacrifice gets you in. Their obedience got them in. Yeah, yeah, see, 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 we ain't measure that. We measuring sacrifices and, and how many scriptures we know and and when I used to roll with the big dogs back in the day. Like we yeah, yeah, but was you obedience while you obedient while you was rolling with them? I don't, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Those amens aren't loud enough. <laughs> all right, so 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 it's about being obedient, right? Right? Is it? Okay, all right. so, so this is the thing. The reason why God is spending this time, and I, I saw it yesterday. I saw it while I was driving. I've been seeing it all year, and you, you can believe me if you want to. Some people have been believing, and they've been experiencing the promise this year. Some people are going to experience the new beginning. Some people are going to be like, I just a little click, cliche. God, at every level, at every level, God is sending abundance. He's sending you more than you ever imagined, way beyond all that you've ever experienced, right? The thing is, abundance can cloud you from being obedient. You got more options. You can go on vacation more. You ever see somebody get a little bit of money, be like, "Wow, well, you know, we deserve it. We ain't done nothing. Oh, we have a rule. When stuff come in, stop. Listen. See if it's something we need to be obedient before we just emotionally respond. Like, I ain't doing nothing with it. I get stuff. I don't do nothing with it. Sometimes, like, I still got stuff y'all gave me two years ago. I still got I still got, like, gift cards and stuff like that, you know, because I have to anticipate our needs. So I be like, no, babe, I got you. Yeah, she still got gift cards. She she's in training. <laughs> she's in training. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But 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 my point is, sometimes back in the day, because we talk about this now, like, babe, remember back in the day, as soon as it hit our hands, it would disintegrate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because your thought is, well, you know, I've been waiting all this time, so surely I should just go do such and such, and you can fall into traps. What trap? Being disobedient. God can't even, you can't even hear God. Well, can't you see him on vacation, bro? We, I, we don't like pray or listen to you on vacation. This is a vacation. Well, you know, we just going shopping. We got the money. You gave us the money to go shopping. No, I gave you the money to be obedient. Yeah, because you feel confident, right? You feel a different, you know, Got a little cash, <laughs> you know. No, no, you still got to be obedient, right? So something's coming, it's coming. But God wants you to, your default to be obedient. Because some of us, we want to we be obedient, but that's not in our default. Our default is disobedience, right? Okay, so I heard a slight amen over there. I'm good, I'm good. You know, I'm not a, ch- I don't need no, I don't have to cheerlead. All right, so uh, um, and this is the thing: some of us think because we've sacrificed for the rescue mission, we're get a pass from being obedient. You know what the rescue mission is, right? Looking for somebody that's less than you, and go, hey, I'll take care of you. What do you need? And then like they you know, they, they have more of a deficit because they're not being obedient and you go, Well, you know, I'm there for them to rescue them. This is the good Christian deed to do. No, the good Christian deed is to be obedient. Are we planning for obedience or I I I sacrifice for them? They're my project. <laughs> try try to treat people like puppies. You can't be treating people like puppies. They're people. They have to learn. If you're being blessed through obedience, you're supposed to give them an opportunity to be obedience, Not pacify them in their comfort just so you feel better about yourself. Yeah, I used to be like you. Lazy. <laughs> irresponsible. Confused. One day you'll get yourself together and get to my level. (laughs) But until then, you'll be my pet project. Are we being obedient? All right, so I know nobody here is on rescue missions. Those out there in TV land, don't let the rescue mission stop you from being obedient. Melanie's friends. I'm talking to you. (laughs) Because everybody here, we don't do stuff like that, do we? Do we stuck in the city, stuck at the house on a rescue mission, God would rather obedience than sacrifice first samuel fifteen twenty two that's not pastor Keith's opinion all right so so we don't we don't we don't have to get too much into that anymore, all right we good all minds clear there <laughs> thank you out of two two amens all right, so uh <laughs> See, the thing about the rescue mission, there are people who've allowed the curse, not only have allowed it to attach itself to them, but has brought brought the curse with them to you. So now, you know, we call it like, it was like a what is it, dependent or or like you know, somebody codependent, right? It's a codependent. So so they're dealing with the consequences of their choice, which they didn't give you advanced information. Hey, I'm about to make a crazy choice. You're going to support me, right? You got me, right? No, they make the choice, then you're reacting to it. Now, the devil got all y'all in quicksand. Got you from the mindset, I'm, 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 I'm really helping them out. Then the whole time, bloop, bloop, bloop. Because you're in the quicksand too. Just that They, they just had a hand up. You, were, you waist deep, but you're going down. <laughs> Right? <laughs> all right, okay. And you feel better because, man, I can't believe you so submerged in this quicksand like that. But I'll be there for you. You're my pet project. And while you petting on them, you're going down with them. <laughs> right? All right? All right, all right. Let's stop playing. All right, so, so, so again, so what causes the, that causes the curse, but also, you know, just that spirit of coveted it covetousness when you're coveting something. Remember, if you covet after money you're pierced through with many sorrows. Um, and a lot of times we covet versus covenant. Covenant is a trust word. I trust you God. Mm-hmm. We covet because we don't trust God but we live a life where we don't trust anyone. So let me ask you this because remember the scripture says in Psalm uh, 126, it says those that go and sow precious seed." Right, mm-hmm. And it says they're in tears because precious seed costs you your life. Mm-hmm. You're giving everything to this. Oh, you feel that, mm-hmm. right? Amen. Right. So you, you, you trust in God. Now, I'm not talking about somebody enticed you and, and, and almost broke your arm and made you give your, your mortgage and you can't pay your rent. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying God is moving on you to be obedient to give something yeah. because he's trying to get something to you. So it's precious seed. Sometimes God has imparted insight, revelation, or an idea. And you go, I'm, I got a special idea. I'll just leave it over here. When I blow up, bam, what? You ain't never seen nothing like this, have you? What, what, what? Everybody look at you like, you got a seed in your hand. Like, Why do you think that's sweet? When the whole time you were supposed to sow this, this was precious seed. God wanted to get a harvest to you. Right? But it says the person be crying. <laughs> it says, but that person come back rejoicing. Read through, for yourself. it's only like five scriptures. Psalm uh, 126. It says the person that go, go, goes forth s- sowing in tears. It says the person will reap. Like with, with, Everlasting joy, like just like it says, it says you know, it said the person come back with gladness, right? Whoa, God is really blessing you, but see, we holding on to what we think is going to protect us. So this is this is the thing. Question: who, who do you trust with your tears? Who have you ever trusted with your tears? I I want y'all to. At every level of what I just said, so there's a natural level who have you trust with your tears there's a soul level who have you trust with your tears there's a spirit level who have you trust with your tears? who have you been vulnerable enough with who have you been a, a who have you abandoned yourself to That's... It's kind of hard to have something great if, 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 if it doesn't cost you nothing. David said, listen, I'm not going, I don't want nothing from anyone that hasn't cost me something. God was like, no, no, tell you what, I'm going to hook you up. I'll hook you up. I know God got you doing this, but, man, hey, just, why don't you just take this in. No, I'm good. It didn't cost me nothing. It didn't cost me my heart, so I'm not going to reap a harvest from heaven. See, where well, your treasure is, your heart is. Oh, when you see when you when you, when you attach your heart <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna work out, but I, I'm just giving myself I give myself away so you can use me. <laughs> I'm withholding nothing. My life is in your hands. <laughs> what? You so so who who you trust with your tears? Anybody? There you go, pastor. There you go. There you go, man. There you go. Try to get deep. I'm not trying to get deep. Talk to God. Remember, Keith don't, Keith don't live here no more. Talk to God. Get in your car. Get in your prayer closet if you have one. I don't know. Get wherever you are. Talk to God and ask him what's the answer to that question at every level. There's a point in my life, I ain't even cry. Period. About nothing, I ain't no, right. I used to go to funerals, I was like, okay now, people crying. Am I supposed to be crying? And if so, if so, how do you find the feelings to cry? I went to my uncle's funeral, um, uh, my Uncle Hook, and people crying. I was like, okay, so how's this work? Cause you know, you like you You looking for the uh you know how the knob go to the water. There's gotta be a knob here somewhere. <laughs> right you're supposed to feel some kind of way? I mean for years, when we first met, I ain't cried for nothing about probably cry all the time now, but I didn't cry for nothing. And the first time I cried, I was watching this movie, I called her up, I said, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, I was growing in God, though. What happened is I was growing to God. He's breaking me. But I was like, I just can't. I was talking on the phone. She's at work. I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, 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 um, uh, I want to read this. Ecclesiastes, I believe it's five. But I might have another version, so let me see. Ecclesiastes five. Let's go there. Guy's just trying to get some things to us. That's all. Mm-hmm. all right, I believe I have the amplified. If I don't have the amplified, the New Living Version, I, I kind of toggle back and forth through those. But you know, some of y'all be looking at stuff on your apps. I know it starts off with guard your steps. I know this one says, "Keep thy foot when thou goeth into the house of God." Basically, saying, stay focused, pay attention. Hearken basically was saying, look, it says, be more ready to hear than to give a sacrifice of fools for they consider not that they do evil. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's Bible five one. So, 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 I come into the house. I'm trying to hear why, because I can be obedient. When the scripture tells us to hearken in Deuteronomy it says, hearken, listen with the intent to obey. Mm-hmm. So listeners attached to obedience, not, a, not just to know. We think listening is attached to knowing only. No, no, no. It's attached. The scripture says, he that be a hearer of the word and not a doer is like a person that beholds himself in a mirror. So basically what happens is you, 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 there's an awakening, right? There's an awakening. We talked about another man earlier today. There's an awakening. I realize who I am, what I'm purposed for, and what's my obedience to carry out. And, I, and that obedience is what facilitates your fulfillment. Because seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things added unto you, right? Right. But it says you behold yourself in the mirror. You know what your obedience is. You have your instructions. But it says instead of going the way the, of the instructions, the Bible says he goes his way. Goes back to self and feelings and emotions and sacrifices and forgets what manner of man they were. That's uh, James chapter 1, 19 through 25, Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's we think obedience is optional. Okay. So you, so are your blessings. So is your fulfillment. Soon as obedience becomes an option, your fulfillment and your blessings are optional. You looking for something? That, it ain't coming. <laughs> like the person, said, you looking for help? Ain't nobody coming. <laughs> you're not obedient. I don't know why you standing there because ain't nobody coming. It's all about obedience. Now you could justify. But look at what happened to me. That don't change obedience. But they treated me unfair. Don't change obedience. Obedience is what gets you out of that mess. That's how it works out for good. You excuse. I'm not just, I'm saying you, but I did it for years. All my disobedience, I had a justification. And it was somebody else can't believe they left me with strangers. It's okay for me to trip because they tripped on me first. No, you still got to be obedient. <laughs> if you want, if you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. If you want to eat the good of the land, you be willing and obedient. Isaiah 119. You have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. The will... Be obedient to his will, you receive the promise. Not obedient to his will, you don't receive the promise. Uh, you, can, you can justify your, your lack of obedience any way you want. But the scripture says having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Not when you go, well, missed that opportunity. As if when God instructed it, it was, if you don't do it, I don't worry about it, we can do the next one. No, you ain't getting the next one. You can go back to do what God told you to do. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 6. Right? All right, so that was just extra. All right, so so I'm going to read this out of the, uh, I, I, again, I, I don't know what version I got. I think it's maybe amplify or in an NLT New Living Translation. It says guard your steps, Ephesians 5, 1. Guard your steps and focus on what you are doing as you go into the house of God. Draw near <clears throat> to listen rather than to rather than to offer the careless or irreverent sacrifice of fools. For they are too ignorant to know that they are doing evil. Right, it says, "Do not be hasty with your mouth. Look, speaking careless words or vows, commitments, or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter before God, for God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few." And then it goes on to say, "For the dream comes through much effort, and the voice of the fool through many words." So, so now we're gonna read some more, but. But think about it. He's saying, like, watch what you're saying. So you see, again, you come into the house of God. Listen, and when you respond, respond with the intent to obey. Don't just be talking. Because God is not man. He's in heaven. He expects you to honor what you say. Yeah, we get all types of people committing to vows stuff. Yeah, I'm going to do such and such. We don't forget. The interesting thing is we're flesh and blood. We don't forget nothing people have said to us. But, it, but people are so careless with what they say. See, remember we talked about earlier in Another Man, people saw about flesh connections, they're using flatteries, enticing words. See, enticing words aren't attached to your heart, so you're not going to remember it because you just threw it out there just to move a person in the moment, like we used to do in the hood, you know, tell them what they want to hear. Then you come back, and they come back and say, Yeah, remember you said such and such? something? wasn't me, <laughs> right? Like, cause you, you ain't, you ain't speaking from the heart. You speaking from the head and sometimes not even the head. You just talking, speaking from your lips only. Your head ain't registered and your heart ain't registered. Just your, your lips. It's, it's just empty words, but we do that with God all the time. But but this is saying, God is saying, I'm listening. And if you say you're going to do it, I'm expecting you to do it. So don't expect me to honor any promise and you're not honoring yours, okay? You see, dream comes through a multitude of business, consistent obedience, honoring your vows, honoring your commitments, honoring his word. It says, but a fool, many words, no dream. No manifestation of the dream. All right, so that was uh, what, verse three, right? It says, for when you make a vow or pledge to God, do not put off paying it. For God takes no pleasure in fools who thoughtlessly mock him. It says, pay your vow. It is better that you should not vow than you should vow and not pay. Do not allow your speech to cause you to sin. And do not say before the messenger or the priest of God that it was a mistake. You know, like, I was just, I said that, I really didn't mean it. This is, even God's delegated authority says, watch what you say. It says, why should God be angry because of your voice or words and destroy the work of your hands, which you are doing? For in the multitude of dreams and in a flood of words, there is worthlessness. Rather, reverently fear, right? Reverently fear God. And worship him with all filled respect, knowing who he is. So when I come into God's presence, man, m- 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 like, like, think about, like, when you really respect people. Man, I, 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 babe, babe, we told him we was going. We got to go. If you really respect somebody, you know, sometimes we, we only respect people that got money or doing something. Be like, well, like, you'll sacrifice the person you really care about. Well, we could go to their game, but, you know, they can't do nothing for us. Let's, but we told them we may go to their game. Let's go. But you're really trying to have a flesh connection. We talked about that first service. You got to get that later, right? But we're going to honor that. How come we ain't doing it with God? Right. Mm-hmm. Man, we told God we got to do it. We said it in God's house. We got to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Because, see, we're not trying to be evil, but we're causing ourselves to, we're creating breaches Leaks, openings for the devourer. Because he's going, he's an accused of the brethren. That's what the scripture says. He's going. Now, remember, they, they said they was going to do it. They didn't do it. So God, oh, ho, 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 ho. Who are you? Well, yeah, I'm the angel. And as uh, you know, one of, one of the saints was praying, I hearken to the voice of God's word. So I'm showing up with what they were praying for. Ho, Tex, you can't cross this line to manifest their blessing. Oh, no, 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 no. The word says I have to hearken to what they say. They spoke with the voice of God. I'm not showing up with with a blessing. Hold on, bro. Maybe you didn't hear me. You can't manifest what they say. You know why? They're not honoring what they said. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, you, the the word of God? Let's walk over here then. Hebrews 10, 36. What does that read, bro? Angel, Angel, come on, man! You can read, can't you? What does it say? Oh, let's see, um, you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. I, uh, no, no, could you speak up? I can't hear you. You, you have need of patience. No, speak up, bro. Well, you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might see the promise. Are they doing the will of God? You want to hold hold that promise back, brother? Oh, you you want to read another scripture? Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things to be added. I know you're reading kind of low. Oh, because you, you just want to be so kind. You want to give them the blessing. But I run this text as long as they're disobedient, you can't come through. As soon as they're disobedient, they give me permission to be on the wall. If they're obedient, I got to back off. You have free release. So you might want to figure out a way for them to be obedient. Otherwise, you can store all those spiritual blessings in heavenly places until they get themselves together. Real simple, and it sounds like a story if it wasn't so true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just simple, but we can't. We praying and, and crying and frustrated and depressed. Why? All you gotta do is be obedient. Listen, take all that depression energy, all that crying, take it all up, bottle it up, right? Put it in a bottle and drink it daily to be obedient. So you're using all the energy for the wrong thing. Using all this energy to play the victim when you could take all that energy and drink and be the victor. Just be obedient. See, it takes the same energy. Just one gets you something; one leaves you stuck and paralyzed. Now we all, uh, n- Nobody in the room got reason to be depressed. All we got to do is be obedient. Be obedient and forgive. Well, that would be obedient, obedient too. Mm-hmm. Seem like you're hot on a cold day. <laughs> uh, eight. It says, if you see the oppressor of the poor, and the and the denial of justice and righteousness in the province, do not be shocked at the sight of corruption. For a higher official watches over another official, and there, and there, are, there are higher ones over them looking out for one another. Since basically people are out there hustling. But, but, but they, they're hustling and they're looking out for each other. You're supposed to be obedient, so you rise above all that, I man. Now like you so caught up, man. They playing me. They, they look. They looked out for them. What do you care? You're not on their system. You're on God's system, right? All right. So, so, uh, what was it? After all, we had nine. Listen, man. You, you, you. I'm reading a whole other version. So, after all, I'm, I'm reading verse nine right now. After all, a king who cultivates the field. Is an advantage to the Lord So so I wanted to emphasize verse 10 He who loves money Will not be satisfied with money Nor he who loves Abundance with uh, With its gain Th- This says This too is vanity or emptiness When good things increase Those who consume them Increase So what advantage is there to their owners Except to see them with their eyes Like you're just looking at stuff It says, uh, the sleep of a working man is sweet, those that are working to be obedient, right? It says, whether he eats little or much, uh, but the full, uh, 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 I'm sorry, the sleep of a working man is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the the full stomach, the greed of the rich who hungers uh, for even more will not let him sleep. Uh, it says, there is a grievous evil, which I've seen under the sun, riches being kept and hoarded by their owners to his own misery. For when those riches are lost in bad investments, and he becomes uh, uh, the father of a son, there is nothing in his hand for the support of the child. As he came naked from his mother's womb, so he returned as he came, and he will take away nothing from all his labor that he can carry in his hand. So it's saying, like, you know, you start hoarding and, and not being obedient, like, it doesn't benefit you or your children's children. Because it's all about you comforting yourself, but you're not thinking about outside of nobody else. So, so it says you have to watch, you know, not being obedient, right? Right? Just being obedient. Um, and the thing is That's why we don't experience fulfillment Because we don't uh, Dedicate or Bury our lives Or our loves or our lusts We don't bury our lives our, our loves or our lusts Into the kingdom It's all about what, what, What's, what, what's going to comfort us Or our opportunity And when we start to bury ourselves We were talking about dying to ourselves in um, the another man teaching this morning, then God can resurrect stuff that you've never experienced in your life before, right? And that's what he's trying to do, you know. See, see, the thing is the, the wicked and the twisted are the ones that's cursed. That's what's causing a curse too, we're being wicked and twisted. Now, what do I mean by that? So God is a creator, right? You know, God created man. He created everything that's existing. Genesis one. So we know God's a creator. That means God. I mean, God stepped and saw darkness, and He spoke light. He never spoke darkness. He spoke something that you couldn't see. Not what was seen, because you know things you look on are, are things that you see are temporal. Things that you can't see are eternal. Second Corinthians four eighteen, right? So God's a creator. He's made us in His image and after His likeness. So we are creators. Right, and so when we're depressed, frustrated, and overwhelmed, we're overwhelmed because we can't see. Like the guy I was talking to yesterday, we were talking about relationships at the wedding, and he said, "Man, I just can't see where she's at." You know, we talk about the relationship. So, so we was all said, we all said, "Well, you'll find her in God's presence." And then later on, I just, he, he, he was at the reception. He said, "Man, I just, I just can't see it." Right. And see, what he's basically saying, his mind doesn't have the creative ability to process something that hasn't already existed. His mind doesn't have the creative ability to process something that hasn't already existed. So when it's, so, he couldn't wrap his mind around something that has never happened, that hasn't been possible, or a path that has never been traveled, right? So he's frustrated, right? Which, which happens to a lot of us. So God is a creator, made as a creator. The devil is not a creator. The devil is a perverter. Yeah. He twists what's already created. Yeah. You know, the, you know, tobacco in its purest form smells up this own. It's beautiful. But you dry it up and smoke it, you, you can get cancer. That's twisted. That's perverted. That's not its intended use. It was twisted. Uh, you know, uh, Keith Bradley, uh, in his purest form, helps lives. But when I was dried up and smoked out, I was destroying lives. So when we take on the poisons of the world, the lusts of the world, mm-hmm. that, that diet can only twist you or pervert you. It will make you wicked. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your vision gets off. You start to lose sight, and now you're making decisions that seem like you see, but you can't see. Now you're not being obedient, you have a simulated obedience, but you want a real blessing. You want real abundance, but you're simulating obedience. The form of godliness, denying the power thereof. You're living a twisted, and perverted life, but you want blessings for an obedient life. For a creative life. That's a faith life. If the Bible says walk by faith and not by sight. See, walking by sight is only what I can see. It's only what's taking place. It's only roads anybody else has traveled. We place limits on ourselves. We told the couple last night when we, when we finished uh, the wedding, the blessing was... Uh, uh, don't put no limits on God. So as much as you've obtained already, as much as you will attain, don't, see, we we go, that's enough. That's enough. W- what are we saying? I'm good with this. Or, or we look at other people, see, you don't need all that. See, I'd be happy with just this. You would be happy, but what about the people you're supposed to impact? Oh, you weren't thinking about them. Because you can't see them because now you're you're living outside of your design. Twisted. We're all sent here to fulfill a purpose for God, God, his kingdom, and his people. Not our own alkalades or the things we want. We present yourself as a living sacrifice, whole and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The least you can do, that's the least it's saying. It's not saying, man. It may cost you everything, but I don't know if you better do it, but see if you can be a living sacrifice. No one's saying, okay, if you don't do anything else. Okay, what? You remember uh, Abraham was negotiating? Well, would you save the city for 10,000, 8,000, 1,000? It's like we negotiate. Okay, God, I'll go there to fulfill a purpose. So what I got to do? No, no, Jesus did all that. I don't know if I better do all that. Okay, I'll tell you, tell you what. What's the least I could do? Present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto Him. That's the least. Romans twelve one. So 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 again, God's trying to get something to us. See, and he, and, and we got to get past being twisted or wicked, being perverted, conforming to the world. That's that's what caused you to be perverted, twisted. Now you're not living. The life of a spiritual man, you live living the life of a carnal man or a fleshly man. The Bible says the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. Proverbs 333. So the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. Twisted. See, so it's not, it's not just I'm trying to be evil. Am I not fulfilling what I was designed here to do? That can open the door for a curse. Just because I'm doing something positive, again, or I'm making sacrifices. I mean, that's good deeds, right? Some sacrifices are good deeds, right? God is not about good deeds. He's about God deeds. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Having a readiness. Look, look, 2 Corinthians 10. Let's just look at it. Read it. Soak it up in your spear. Write it on your wall. Put it on your doorpost. Hey, hey, you're getting all these necklaces. Get a necklace to say, uh, 2 Corinthians 10.6 Get a license plate to say 2 Corinthians 10.6 put, put that on your t-shirt uh, You defacing your body If you tattoo When you're putting all these tattoos on How about that <laughs> uh, Obedience How about that uh, You, you know, what The Bible talks about defacing your body Not supposed to be doing all that I didn't know So when you see the brands on my arm I didn't know I found out later Y'all know. Mm-hmm. All right, so 2 Corinthians 10.6. Uh, it says, having having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Again, not making it optional. Not making it optional. So, so again, you know, we spent some time talking about making sure we're not cursed and putting ourselves in a position to be cursed. You know, we talked about the blessings don't add sorrow. But, but the curse is not causeless And sometimes we're not being obedient Sometimes we're twisting or pervert, perverted Like we don't trust God's design So we try to change it to what's comfortable Or what uh, Amelia was talking about it in the first service You know, she says, you know, I, come, I love being at the church Because I, I can be free But sometimes when I go home They have different expectations So I'm tempted to change who I am Because they may not accept to free me, you know, because I used to get a lot of flack for not conforming or complying. And so I'll, I'll, I'll adjust it a little bit. Now, she's talking about her family, and I was, I was saying how, you know, I had to learn with my family, like, listen, I ain't trying to keep up, I'm not trying to meet the standards, so whatever. Said, this is on video, right, listen. Because the only thing I can be is Keith. I can't keep up with everybody's standards. And then who made up these things? Who's the first person to establish these rules that everybody's complying to? Did you ever vet it? Where's it leading us? Because I'm trying to be fulfilled here. I see where God's leading me. Where is it leading us? Talking out there to all, all the family that I love. <laughs> where, where where you going? Ask yourself, where are you going? Because you're following a path. You keeping up. You changing who you are with God to Get you know to be more comfortable around them, where they taking you. You know, because the birds of a feather flock together, right? But they also fly to the same destination. Where they flying to? You don't even care. Like you don't even ask. Are they leading you to be twisted or are they leading you to fulfill what God planned for you? They leading you to the blessing or the curse. Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, they ain't gonna give you no signs, ain't no indicators. Hey, come on down for this cursing. Some of us have experienced a curse. We ain't know we was going down that road. I got my hand up. Some of y'all are going to act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Right? So th- the goal is to be free to fulfill God's plan for your life, and the people that love you will, will, will push you. Get in where they fit in. The people that don't love you will try to pull you out of 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 being obedient, try to twist you into what's comfortable for them, so you end up serving them and not the king. And the whole time you think you're going to get a bailout. (laughs) You ain't get no bailout. You know what your bailout is? Obedience. Stand on your feet, that's all.